ought to take about 30 seconds uh, and open your mouth uh, and testify this morning uh, that he turned it around. I need some ex-alcoholics uh, that aren't ashamed to shout this morning uh, that he turned it around. I need some ex-drug addicts this morning uh, that aren't ashamed to shout. He turned it around this morning. Yeah. You ought to take about 60 seconds this morning uh, and give God a great shout uh, of praise in this house. Push your neighbor out of the way uh, and tell him, neighbor, I gotta give him praise. Uh, I gotta give him praise. Uh, come on. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. How many of you know what it means to be redeemed? It means that the devil had you. But God stepped up and said, I'll pay the price to get them out of bondage. I'll pay the price to get them out of drug addiction. I'll pay the price uh, to put their family back together. Uh, and the Bible said, uh, let the redeemed uh, say so. Uh, that means when you come into the house of God, you ought to open your mouth uh, and declare the goodness uh, of God in this place. Uh, come on, take about 60 seconds uh, and shout uh, if he brought you out. Uh, if he made a way Triumph! 
from God uh, that he will put Satan uh, under uh, your feet anybody beside me ever felt uh, like the enemy was running over you I need about 350 of y'all this morning uh, to make up in your mind uh, I'm gonna get the devil uh, back under my feet this morning uh, I've got Holy Ghost power uh, I've got the strength of God in my life. I dare you to jump out of your pew and begin to shout in this place. One, two, my dance will crusade it. Come on. Come on. The 
Bible said to make his praise. Make his praise glorious. You ought to take your praise and put a little glory on it this morning. Clap your hands, all your people. And while you're clapping your hands, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Push your neighbor, tell him neighbor. Tell him neighbor. Tell him I got victory this morning. Oh, put your hands together if you believe that in this place today. My, 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 you can be seated for just a few moments this morning. I want to take the opportunity briefly to again extend our warmest greetings and welcome to all of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord with us today. Rock Church, would you help me one more time put your hands together? I need you to give a great big ovation uh, for all of our guests that are in the house. Come on, we can do better than that. Uh, Help me make some noise for all of our guests that are here today. We are so, so honored to have you in the house of the Lord. To all of those who are tuning in via live stream this morning, we're glad that you joined in to see all that the Lord is doing today. And uh, it is a privilege to have you in the house of God. Amen? Amen. To all of our first-time guests, if you have never been here before and this is your first time to the Rock Church, you should have received a VIP invitation card when you walked through the doors that looks kind of like that image on the screen. And this VIP invitation is an invitation for you to join us in our VIP room after the service. We've got some small refreshments and a, a light refreshments and a small gift that we'd like to give you as a token of our appreciation for you being in the house of the Lord with us today. Amen. And uh, so we, we'd love to get a chance to connect with you immediately following the service. Just take your VIP card and make your way to the red carpet, and somebody will be there to escort you into the VIP room. Amen. Amen. It is my honor to have some other esteemed guests with us this morning. Uh, as you know, we had our graduation uh, celebration this past Friday. And first and foremost, amen. I want to congratulate all of our graduates this morning on a job well done. Come on, help me make some noise and celebrate them. We had such a great time here on Friday. And as a matter of fact, I want all of our graduates, as I call your name, I want you to stand. We're going to celebrate you this morning. Uh, Brother Nick Chanthavong, just remain standing. Come on, give it up for this young man. Just stay there. Just remain standing. Amen. Sister Rosalinda Martin. Come on. There she is. Sister Nia Sang. Where's she at? Stand up, girl. All right. Sister Taziah Speets. Brother Judah Williams. Sister Jayla Williams. Yeah. 
Brother Joseph Robinson. And last but not least, Brother Devon Wallace. One more time, would you help me give a great ovation to all of these graduates this morning and help me recognize, let them know we've got their back this morning. Come on. Woo! We believe in you and all that God is doing in and through your lives. And uh, the best is yet to come. Amen. And uh, we've got some guests in the house of the Lord uh, that came for the graduation and blessed us by staying over in the service. And so I want to welcome uh, some of my family here today. Brother and sister Montez are in the house of the Lord with us. All the way from Pueblo, Colorado. And my beautiful niece Carly is in the house of the Lord with us. And uh, man, she can sing, sing, sing. And uh, so glad they're here and love them dearly. And uh, of course, it is wonderful to have my other beautiful, precious niece, Sister Kiana, with us this morning. All the way from California. And she brought my great nephew with her, my little man, Luca. <laughs> And we love them dearly, delighted that they're with us. And then I've got some other family members here, the Costello family, all the way from Colorado Springs, Colorado. My cousins, Richard and Lisa Costello, are with us this morning. Amen. Love and appreciate them very, very much. And then their children and grandchildren are with us. And uh, it's so good to have my cousin Desiree in the house of the Lord with us. And her two amazing children, would you help me welcome them this morning? And uh, then it is wonderful to have Brother Ryan and Sister Angie Fowler with us, my cousins all the way from Colorado Springs, Colorado. And uh, they've got their children, Ryan and Alyssa and little... Lincoln with them this morning. We're honored to have them in the house of the Lord. Would you help me one more time welcome all of them? Amen. And I see so many other guests that are with us today. What a privilege and an honor it is to have you in the house of the Lord. And God is doing so many wonderful things here at the Rock Church. And we have a little policy around here. And I know it's rude to impose policies on new guests. But we have a very important policy that we're very strict about. And we don't want any of our guests to unwillingly uh, break policy around here. And that policy is simply this, that you are only a guest for the first five minutes that you come through the door. After that, you're just at home. Amen, Rock Church? <laughs> so we tell you this morning, welcome home. Amen. Would you turn around to about four or five people sitting next to you, front of you, behind you? Just tell them, welcome home this morning. Come on, tell them, tell them, tell them, welcome home. Amen, amen. I want us to stand this morning in preparation to receive the word of the Lord in this house. We are double honored this morning to have with us, all the way from Pueblo, Colorado, brother and sister Hicks.
Brother Hicks serves as the academic pastor uh, at Christian Growth Center there in Pueblo, Colorado. And he and his wife are deeply involved in ministry on many, many levels. And I have known this awesome couple for many, many, many years. And um, I've known Brother Hicks since he was knee-high to a grasshopper. I'm just kidding. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know him when he was knee-high to a grasshopper, but I knew him when he had more hair on the top of his head. And uh, have loved him from the time I've ever met him. Such a gentleman and a Christian and a man of integrity and character. And uh, I have enjoyed a precious friendship with him for many, many years. And I have known Sister Hicks since she was almost knee-high to a grasshopper and um, watched as the Lord wrote her story. And in one of the chapters of her story, he turned the page and she ended up in an apostolic altar. And God filled her with the Holy Ghost and raised her up as a powerhouse for the kingdom of God. She has such an amazing testimony and a walk with God. And, you know, <clears throat> some young guys, some young guys like to say that they're a chick magnet. <laughs> yeah, you got quiet in the room. <laughs> Y'all ever heard that term? But Sister Hicks is a kid magnet. And uh, wherever you see, she's like, she's like a, a, a mama goose. She goes anywhere, and within a short amount of time, you'll see little kids waddling behind her everywhere. And, uh, but we love this precious couple, and we are honored that they're here today. And I asked him to come and deliver the word of the Lord to this house. I wonder if there's anybody in this building that came hungry for a word from heaven today. Come on, did you come hungry for a word from heaven in this house? Would you put your Bibles down and lift your hands one more time in the presence of the Lord? And while your hands are lifted, would you open up your mouth and lift your voice? Come on, let's open up our mouth and lift our voice in the presence of the King as Pastor Hicks comes to deliver the word of the Lord to this sanctuary today. Oh, let's lift up our voices for just a few more moments. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Wonderful Savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. It is good to be at the Rock Church of Fort Myers. Amen. Uh, our connection with this church is one of those little turns in the road of life, a very unexpected but pleasant surprise when our good friends receive the call to pastor here, amen, praise God, I don't know if I'd even heard of Fort Myers, Florida before the Williams moved down here, uh, we're going to turn to Ephesians chapter 3. Feel the Holy Ghost in such a powerful way in this house this morning. And, and we, we might slow down here for just a second, but 
I really felt so much confirmation in the first part of the service that God really wants to do some incredible things in this service today. Not just in this service, Pastor Williams, but I really feel like God wants to do some incredible things for the Rock Church in this next little season of time. And I don't want to be presumptuous or pretentious in saying that, but I really, uh, my wife can tell you I was struggling yesterday, last night, this morning, just struggling to get this where I wanted it, and it's not where I want it, but I believe that the Holy Ghost has a word for us in this house today. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let's. Let's just be receptive to the word of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Honor your pastor, his wife, and their family. Such great, great people. Amen. Incredible, incredible leaders in the kingdom of God. Amen. Congratulations, Brother Judah. Love you, man. Congratulations to all the other graduates. I would like to tell you that we came down for all of you, but that would not be accurate. We came down to help celebrate with Brother Judah, and we love him very much. Great, great young man of God, amen? Praise God. And he even helped us last night dispatch a couple of raccoons, so hallelujah. Having a good time in Florida. Hallelujah. I give honor to my pastor. I know he's not here today, but I try as much as possible to always honor the man of God in my life. Amen. I love Bishop Paul Elder. Amen. He is not just the pastor of Christian Growth Center, but he is the pastor of my life. Don't let that fly by you. I know we're moving slow here for a second, but don't let that fly by you. Don't let, don't let the pastor just be the pastor of the Rock Church. Make the pastor the pastor of your life where he can speak the word of the Lord into your life at the moment that you need it. Amen. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 3, beginning at verse 14. The Apostle Paul writes, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able, everybody say he is able, to do exceeding abundantly, Above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. 
Let's pray and ask the Lord to help us in the next few minutes. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. We thank you for your presence, the moving of the Holy Ghost in this house. And I pray in the next few moments that you would touch our minds, our spirits, that you would open your word to us, oh God. <laughs> oh, give us revelation and help us to see your plan and your purpose. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let's lift up the name of Jesus one more time as we're seated. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you for your presence and your word, oh God. We worship you, Jesus. God, you may be seated. Now, I know these are famous last words, but I really don't think I'm going to preach very long. So you guys might hang out real close and bail me out if I get in trouble. Hallelujah. Exceeding abundantly. I want to preach to us for a few moments about the God of exceeding. Amen. There are uh, many things that are called gods. There are many deities that are worshipped in our world today. There are many uh, places of worship. We even, as Americans, like to worship human beings, if you haven't noticed. In fact, most likely today, since it is Sunday, there are many places in our country where buildings are packed with people watching sports performances, and they are... Whether they like to acknowledge it or not, they are worshiping. They are lifting up their hands. They are shouting and screaming. They are singing songs. And I've even seen them running the aisles. Dancing. Everything we do in church, they do at the football game. Now tell me that's not worship. And at the end of their little worship uh, session, they will get in their car, hopefully someone else will be driving because most of them will be intoxicated at that point, and they will head home and they will spend the rest of their day getting over uh, what they've put into their body in the process of worshiping their God, and probably by tomorrow morning when they wake up, they're not going to feel so great. But when we come into this house and we begin to worship our God and we begin to lift up the name of Jesus, it's a totally different situation. There's going to be no regrets this evening. There's going to be no regrets in the morning. There's going to be no hangover headaches. There's not going to be any, well, what did I do? I don't remember where I was because we're worshiping the one true and living God. And he is a God who can do exceeding abundantly above all that we are able to ask or think. I have been challenged in the last, uh, I guess, year or two, and I have prayed some prayers, Pastor Williams, that I thought were absolutely insane. And the reason why I prayed those prayers, I'm not going to tell you what they were, okay? But I really felt like God was opening doors 
and going to allow uh, not only ourselves but our church and other people in our church at home to step through doors of opportunity that would expand the ministry of Christian Growth Center and the individuals in Christian Growth Center to a global level like we have not known before. And so I, I said, how are we going to do this, God? We don't have what it takes to do that. And almost every person under the sound of my voice today, you've seen something that you can do, you believe you could do something in the kingdom of God, and then you look at your own resources and you say, yeah, but. But we serve a God who can do exceeding. I'll look this word up in the Greek, and it is Hooper Ekpiritsen. Now, I know that this church is familiar with the prefix Hooper, which means more, greater, magnificent. Uh, I've heard Brother Williams preach an incredible message on Hooper Nikea. Well, that, that little Hooper is dropped all over in the scripture because we serve a God who does not just provide victory, but he provides great and abundant victory. Amen. And when he provides for the needs of his people, he doesn't just provide enough. He provides way more than enough. I really want to help somebody today. You may come in here today and you don't even have the money to pay the light bill that's due on Monday. And so you come in here and you're praying and asking God, God, I need that $100 for that light bill. But I want to encourage somebody today, pray for more than the $100 for the light bill. You need to pray and say, God, would you make me a conduit that I can be a blessing to your kingdom? Would you put resources in my hand? I'm, I'm, sometimes I think I've just lost my mind. I didn't ask a lot of questions this weekend. I didn't ask Brother Williams anything. He didn't say much of anything about church or church-related things. We just hung out, had a good time. But I know that this church is in another crossroads when it comes to the building situation. And I really felt the Holy Ghost impress me that he's, he's going to take care of it. It's going to be all right. And I felt this as if we were in here praying this morning. I don't know what you need, six, seven, eight million. That sounds like a big number, Brother Williams, but I, I believe that God's going to give it to you. I don't think it's going to be a problem. If we will sow, we will reap. If we will plant, there will be a harvest. If we will invest in the kingdom of God, there will be a return. There's probably someone who lives within 30 miles of this church who could write the check. 
Oh, he's talking crazy now. I don't know, maybe there's someone sitting in this room that could write the check. It's real easy to pay those tithes when you're making a hundred bucks and it's ten dollars. But as God begins to bless, don't get attached to the dollars. Just follow through and watch what God will do. It is going to be exceeding abundantly above all that you can even ask or think. I'm not the most creative, fantastic guy. I'm not out there real far. I'm kind of a straight, logical, plan everything, put it in order. My wife tends to be a little more, well, she's creative. We'll use that word. She says she's not an artist, but she is, and... She comes up with these ideas for projects that I can't even wrap my mind around. I just sit back and watch it unfold. And that's how it is sometimes with God. We know that he wants to do something. But in our frailty, we can't really see the end result. We can't see where he's taking us. And so we start out on this journey and we take the first step and we're like, okay, where are we going now? And that's the funny thing about God is he doesn't tell you the next step. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. See, the parting of the Red Sea was miraculous. But drowning Pharaoh in the same Red Sea was exceeding. We're sitting here praying, oh, God, deliver us out of this situation. And God says, I don't want to just deliver you out of this situation. I want to destroy the opposition as I bring you out of that situation. Don't just pray for the obstacle to be moved out of the way, but pray that God will destroy your enemy in the process of moving that obstacle out of the way. Causing the Israelites to take Jericho was miraculous. But causing those walls to fall straight down into the ground. Now that's exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. He cleansed the ten lepers. That's miraculous. But when he caused the one to be made whole, that's exceeding abundantly we would all acknowledge that the scripture the bible that we have is a miracle just study the history of it all and how the manuscripts survived and how it came down to us and you see the hand of god as he brought his word to his people that's a miracle but when the word became flesh that was exceeding and abundantly more than we could have asked or thought. 
it would have been a miracle. Brother Sloss, if God had showed up and healed Lazarus. But when Jesus showed up four days after he was dead and said, Lazarus, come forth, that was exceeding and abundantly more than they could even ask or think. Mary and Martha had already thrown in the towel. They said, this is over. It's done. If you had been here a few days ago, you could have done something. But God said, I'm going to show you something that you've never seen before. I am going to, to borrow the vernacular, blow your mind with what I'm going to do. Well, I don't like when God lets me get in those situations. If you're going to see the hand of an exceeding great God, you're going to have to let him put you in some tight spots. Everybody wants the testimony. <laughs> but nobody wants to be Moses standing there in front of the Red Sea with two to three million people griping at him. A mountain on this side, a mountain on that side, and Pharaoh behind him. This is totally off topic, but let me just say, if you ever hear somebody say, if I were the pastor, they have no idea what they're talking about. Just shut it down. Turn your ears off. Don't even pay attention to the next words that are coming out of their mouth, because they have no idea what they're talking about. Praise God. Hallelujah. What is the context that God does the exceeding in? We look in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20, and it says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. And I hope we all have private prayer life. I hope we all have a private time of worship and devotion. I hope that we all uh, exercise ourselves in reading the scripture and fasting and all of those disciplines. And we have those encounters with God on our own. But it is in the context of we and us that God does the exceeding. You're never going to see the exceeding as a lone ranger. There's a, oh, Jesus, help us. There are more people today that think that they can be saved at home on the couch watching YouTube because of COVID than we've ever had in my lifetime. But I'm telling you, you got to be in the house of God. You got to be in the house of God with the people of God, hearing the voice of the man of God to see the exceeding and abundantly happen in your life. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm scared. Well, get over it. I, I don't want to chase that political rabbit. But I have seen literally 
millions of people like lemmings rushing after stuff that is complete nonsense. People with the Holy Ghost, people who have been baptized in Jesus' name, that hear the voice out there more than they hear the voice that is in here. I'm not encouraging anybody to be foolish or any of that stuff. Put it in its context, all right? But if we're going to see that next level of what God wants to do for the Rock Church, the exceeding and the abundant, it's going to be when we're in this context together. We and us. I have my time of prayer, you have your time of prayer, but have you noticed when we come into the sanctuary on Thursday evenings for family prayer, there, there is a lift, there is a level that our prayer moves to as we are praying and believing with each other that you don't get at home, you don't get sitting in the corner. We have a lot of people at home in Colorado that say, well, I'll, I'll go to the mountains and worship God. I don't need a church. I'll, I'll go up to the mountain. They're deceived. They're walking in darkness. Because half of the struggle of getting in the house of God and half of the need that is met by getting myself in the house of God is not just that the Lord Jesus is going to show up and not that the man of God is going to preach an incredible word, but is every person sitting on a seat next to me in this building I'm telling you, you need the brothers and sisters of this church that are sitting around you right now. You need them. They need you. Hebrews says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. And so much the more as we see the day approaching. Exhort one another. Can't exhort somebody with a text message or a post on IG. And if you're listening to all those Facebook preachers, you need to cut them off too. I said what I said on purpose at the beginning of this message. I have a man of God in my life. He has the voice that speaks into my life. Oh, you have a lot of teachers, but you only have one father. And so if we're going to see what God wants to do in this next level, this exceeding, it's only going to happen in the context of us. Now, I know some of us came in here today, we have needs, burdens, issues in our personal life. But as we're approaching the end of this message, I want us to focus our spirits in on the needs of the we. Americans are so individualistic. That's not a bad thing. I'm not knocking it. But we really think that we can live as an island. You're saved as an individual. 
You are born again as an individual. Nobody can get baptized for you. Nobody can receive the Holy Ghost for you. You have to do it for yourself. But you are born into a kingdom. And once you are born into that kingdom, you become a part of the we and the us of the body of Christ. We are the people of God. We are a sheep. We are the body of Christ. So we live in the church as part of a whole. What does that have to do with miracles and provision and all of that? Because when, it, when the we breaks down, it short circuits God's willingness to perform the abundance. And the, I looked through the scripture, I saw many contexts in the scripture where God did miracles, signs, and wonders for individuals. But where you see the great hand of God, where you see the power of God released on a level that, that literally blows our mind even when we read the account is when it was done for the people of God as a whole, for the purpose of God, and to advance his purpose and his kingdom at that time. We have to get, we have to get keyed in. We have to get focused. We have to understand that God is wanting to do incredible things for us but it is in the context of the kingdom of God moving forward. If the musicians would come. In the ministry of Jesus, while he was on the earth, he did many miracles. He healed a lot of people. He opened blind eyes. He unstopped deaf ears. And the scripture even says that he was moved with compassion for those who were infirm. But there was a particular group of people that Jesus would not perform miracles for. They came to him and they said, show us a sign. They wanted to turn Jesus into a circus performance. If thou be the son of God. Prove yourself to us that you are who you say you are. If you're really the Messiah, then show us a sign. And I, unfortunately, I feel like in a lot of ways in, in modern Christianity in America today, that's where we're at. We shop for churches. We shop for preachers.
Are we ever shopping for Jesus? Are we ever looking for a connection with our Creator? God has dropped people in the seats this morning at the Rock Church with the purpose that the kingdom of God would move forward in Fort Myers. I hope we're not looking over our shoulders. Looking over the proverbial fence. Well, if I go over there, maybe they'll use me on the platform. It's all right, Pastor. Well, if I go over there, the, the church standards aren't quite as rigorous and I can do a few things that I want to do but where did God put you where and I'm not trying to badmouth anybody but where was that other preacher when you came in here busted disgusted and strung out on drugs he wasn't the one who came and prayed with you in the altar and prayed with you till you prayed through and prayed until God broke the chains in your life. It was that man who stood in the gap. It was the people on these seats who were here for you in your moment of need. Abundant. Seeding. Hope we can see I wish I had the words to describe literally what I see sometimes like the potential of people and churches to do incredible things and God wants to do it and God wants to do it with you. And God wants to do it with the Rock Church. And God wants, I, I believe it, I believe it. Can we stand? I, I know there's a risk when you preach like this to make it sound like you haven't done anything. And that's not. That's not my intention or my heart. I know that I am preaching to one of the premier churches in the apostolic movement today. I absolutely believe in the Rock Church. I believe in your leadership. I believe the hand of destiny, the hand of God's anointing is upon this church. But we all, as 
we're going down this road of life, we come to these moments where the decision has to be made again. I am going to be what God has called me to be. I am going to stand fast in the place that God has placed me. I am going to do what he has called me to do. I am going to be faithful. And I am telling you this morning that if we will do that, God is about to pour out the exceeding and the abundant in this house on you people, on people that have not even walked through the doors of the church yet. God is going to do it, and he is going to do it in a way that is going to blow our minds. We're not even going to be able to understand how it happened. Praise God. Can we lift our hands and begin to worship him? Oh, God, would you touch your people? God, would you move in our spirits again? Would you give us fresh vision? Would you give us fresh purpose? Would you help us to see that you want to do the great and you want to do the exceeding and you want to do the abundant in our lives, oh God, in the name of Jesus. over this house this morning I want us to get out from where we're seated I want us to get as close as we can to the front of this house there is a power and presence of God that wants to work in the middle of his people come on come on if you're here in this building this morning and you've got some things that you're believing God for and you've got some mere come on there's some people in this building uh, that you're looking at some unsaved loved ones and you're wondering if there's any way possible that they could ever get a breakthrough and make it back to God. I'm telling you today, God wants to do a work in this sanctuary. Come on, whatever your needs are, I want you to get as close to this altar as you can. As we begin to lift our hands and pray, I want you to hear me. God does not respond to needs. If God responded to needs, there would be no needs in the world today. He is not moved because you have a need in your life. He would have walked by blind Bartimaeus. He would have passed him by. But there was a voice of faith and God does not respond to needs, but he responds 
to faith. And faith has a voice. And I sense the presence of God in this building passing by this morning. Uh, And there are many needs represented in this sanctuary. But God is waiting for somebody uh, that will lift your hands uh, and lift your voice. uh, And let faith uh, begin to call upon him uh, and say, Jesus, uh, thou son of David, uh, have mercy uh, upon me. Uh, I'm telling somebody right now uh, that what is going to activate uh, God's exceeding power uh, is your faith this morning. Uh, And so all over this house, uh, I want you to lift your hands uh, and begin to lift your voice uh, and do what the Bible says in the book of James. uh, Ask uh, in faith. uh, Nothing uh, wavering. uh, Come on, begin to lift up your voice. uh, Come on, as he passes by uh, this morning, uh, let faith begin to call upon the Lord. Uh, Come on, open up your mouth uh, and begin to speak. Uh, Open up your mouth and begin to speak. Uh, Come on. He's here right now. He's here right now. Come on, mama. Come on, mama, let those tears begin to flow. Come on, sir, lift up your voice and begin to call out on the name of the Lord right now. Come on, he's able to do it. With men, it is impossible, but with God, all things are possible this morning. Come on. Come on, somebody speak it out right now. Begin to pray it out right now. Yes. 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 There it is. Come on, there it is. Come on, there it is. Your faith uh, is about to bring you into the presence uh, of the miraculous. Uh, Your faith. uh, is about to usher you uh, into the presence of God. Uh, your faith uh, is about to bring you uh, under the hand of God's miraculous uh, power. Come on. Uh, come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice.